Hi, and welcome to my diary. I'm so happy you're here. And if you are a procrastinator or a perfectionist, I think you're really going to like today's episode because we really get into, well, first we get into mindful consumption of content, which can have a really big impact on your life. But then we really get into the whole idea of procrastination, why we experience it, what kinds of procrastinations there are and how to overcome it and how to make friends with it. And the whole kind of like theme with today's entry is just making friends with the things that are always going to be there in our lives that could serve as an obstacle if we don't befriend them. And just how like love is always the answer. And I just love that so much. Um, speaking of things I love so much, seeing all of your beautiful interactions on the discord is something that actually, like, it makes my heart tingly. (laughs) Like, I love it. And being able to pop in and chat with you, it's so special. But like, what really, really makes me happy is seeing you chat with each other that is the coolest coolest thing to me and i'm so grateful to jennifer for sending me that email that inspired me to create this discord when she said that she made a friend off of the discord from last year and yeah that's just so i mean come on i like my cheeks hurt from smiling anyway i hope you love today's episode um if you want to come hang out in the discord i have it linked in my bio my link tree in my bio right underneath the podcast link i am sending you the best energy let's get into this entry i just opened up my instagram app and the first post that i saw was by a creator by the Instagram handle Modern Mind underscore underscore underscore, who I am a huge fan of. Please, you guys need to follow this account. Um, and it's crazy because it actually just clicked. The other name that I actually even made um, a cover photo for it that I was thinking about naming this podcast was The Modern Mind. But something I really like about Delara's diary is that it kind of just allows an even broader spectrum of what I can talk about. And I just love the idea of freedom in every sense. So, and I've had a diary since I was like, pretty much I've had a diary for as long as I have been able to write. It's just been, I don't know. It's such a part of my identity. We're going to talk about, I'm so excited for today's entry. Anyway, sorry. Um, <clears throat> this post by the modern mind, it's not the modern mind, just modern mind, underscore, underscore, underscore. Amber Lyon is her name. What a legend. Okay. Can I just read this to you? Because I think this is one of the best posts I have read all year. I just love the way that she worded this. Uh, Are you even ready? I'm about to bless you right now. (laughs) 
It says, everything you want for yourself and your life requires you to walk with self-doubt by your side. Okay, already I'm hooked. I'm like, yeah, that's a bar. Swipe to the next slide. Self-doubt is human. It is very natural to question your ability and capacity to do what you feel called to pursue. But it is up to us how much we want to choose to believe the thoughts that resist our highest path. Period. Slide three. Loving reminders while we explore new things. It's a list of four things, okay? Number one, stop believing your thoughts that doubt your ability. Just because you're thinking them does not make them true. Facts. Number two, self-doubt is just trying to keep us safe and secure. Facts. Number three, everything you want for yourself and for your life requires you to walk with self-doubt by your side. If it's going to be along for the ride, we might as well make it a friend. Pure facts. And number four, find ways to soothe and reassure yourself as you expand. Learn to calm your anxious mind that is trying to protect you. That is trying to protect you. Okay, next slide. This one's so yummy. When we expand into a new story, there is always a lag time where our thoughts do not reflect our new reality. They will resist and call for you to retreat back into the known and safe realm of what was. These thoughts are a sure sign that you are growing. They are are a sure sign that you are taking up more space. Let them be your signal to celebrate rather than retreat. Last slide, okay? Make peace with self-doubt. It is a loyal friend to those that choose to expand into their fullest capacity. Ah, Amber, 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 Amber. I love you, Amber. That's so beautiful. So well said. Um, and And I just totally agree. Like, It doesn't matter, you guys. It doesn't matter how far you get. It doesn't matter what the milestones are. You are all, self-doubt's always going to be there. I actually, yeah, it kind of reminds me of this uh, video I made recently. It's uh, how like insecurity is, it's just a part of the human experience. Yes, exactly for that reason. Because it's trying to keep you safe. And it's very, you know, averse to change. And so for people who are trying to expand into the highest versions of themselves, and I feel like a lot of um, my audience are those kinds of people. And I just love that because those are my favorite kinds of people. So it's so cool that like, I don't know, we get to be on this journey together. Like it's genuinely so, like sometimes you guys will DM me and tell me about like some achievement or like some dream that you fulfilled. And the fact that you choose to share that with me, what an honor. Oh my God, so special. Makes me so happy. Um, But yeah, I mean, self-doubt is just always going to be there. Maybe unless like, I mean, that's what we're aiming towards, right? To like eventually get to a place where yeah, the ultimate degaff level of the game. That's the that's the best level to be on, 
Um, but it's, it's just, I guess the question is, is it attainable? Like, is, is there a world in which we can really purely not give a fuck, you know? If giving a fuck is what keeps us alive, right? Like, yeah, we have to give a fuck in order to survive, but we can choose what we give a fuck about and we can make sure that the stuff that we're giving a fuck about is not like problematic or holding us holding us back or keeping us further away from our highest self our most desired version of ourselves so yeah it's just a constant I guess like a refining and it's cool so (laughs) I was scrolling through my Instagram stories I was trying to find something and I accidentally you know how like the um the slider on the side what is it called the scrubber on the side does that apply to like an arc an archive or just videos I don't know but it like jumped to like 2021 and I was watching some of like the stories that I posted and at the time like I loved those stories you guys loved the stories and it was the authentic version of myself at that time but I have just grown and evolved so much each and every day that now I look back and I'm like whoa like I that's just not something I would post anymore like and and the the spirit is kind of the same but the um the ways in which we translate kind of like our spirit and the way that we see the world it changes and that's so cool first of all like how cool is that that our mindset is something that can evolve and our tastes are something that can evolve and how we express is something that can evolve that is so cool to me um and it also like it just reminds you that everything that you believe that you think you believe right now everything that you're clinging so hard to right now everything that feels so I don't know important to you right now I mean there are things that will always like maintain importance in your life but um but it a lot of it changes a lot of it changes and the way to figure out that that is something that is always going to change is to not just reflect like on your journal entries, which I think is really important, but reflecting like on the ways on your work. I think that's definitely a cool thing to reflect on, but like just like photos, videos, things you would put out, things you would keep private, it's just interesting. It changes. Or I don't know, maybe it's maybe this is I'm thinking like is it just me, but I'd be curious. No, I I don't know. 
but it is interesting. And I feel like I learn a lot when I go through um, just like a past version of myself and using it as a reference point to understand the ways in which I have grown and evolved. It's um, not only is it useful, sometimes it's uncomfortable right? Especially when your natural inclination is to cringe. But if you are able to remove the cringe out of the situation and just look at it as like, wow, like look at all of this growth and in, in these areas, um, I think there's a lot of value in that. Sp- speaking of, I recently reviewed my 100 wishes um, And my 100 wishes is something I've referenced in the past on social media. But basically, it's it's this exercise where you force yourself to think of 100 wishes. And it's harder than you think. And you have full freedom. Like, you can go as big as you want, as unrealistic, like, as if there's a genie offering you the opportunity to make 100 wishes come true. Well, my stomach just grumbled a bit. (laughs) And I wrote down like so many things, just random things, things that seemed so like out of reach, but I'm like, okay, in a perfect world, like if I, I'm just giving myself the freedom to be honest about with myself about what I really want and not be realistic, but just like, what are my wildest dreams what are my true desires what do I really want and I wrote it yeah like a couple years ago I want to say yeah I could go back and check but the date doesn't really matter that much because what matters is every time I go back I circle something and I didn't expect to circle it and what I circled today when I looked at it and it's been a couple of months since I looked at it I circled my own podcast and I was like well yeah I have my own podcast and that's so crazy because at the time writing that felt like so far in the distance I was like and it was like not even a it was just like yeah maybe like that would be cool but I wouldn't have um I wouldn't have really like solidified the desire unless I wrote it down. And it's something I really recommend everyone does if you haven't done it. For me, I also wanted to figure out um, if it would feel like, like how, how many wishes it would take for it to start feeling difficult to think of another wish. And I think for me, it was... um, I think it was around like 30. (laughs) But I can't really remember, but that's just my best guess. Um, But that was so special. And I wanted to to share that with you guys and to just remind you, if you already have written down a list of 100 wishes to go back and check uh, what has come true. And... And if you haven't, to to get started because it's good for you. It's good for your soul.
Okay, so something I wanted to talk to you about kind of ties into how the entry started, which was literally me opening my Instagram app and the top post being an incredible post I really resonated with and was so excited to share. The algorithm and I have become really good friends where I am so mindful of what I consume that it knows like that it's giving me content like like really impactful good quality content as my first suggested post. I love that. Me and the algorithm we're we're like in a good place. <laughs> and I wanted to talk about that because I actually there was there was um there's many times where I I really, you know, I think it's important to be mindful about screen time. There are a lot of studies that show screen time having a really negative ne- negative effect on your mental health. And I feel like that's pretty obvious. I don't think like anyone's really arguing like, no, screen time is not that bad. I think we all kind of realize like this is not something that is good for me, but I can't, I can't stop, whatever. I I think I posted a poll on my Instagram story once where I was like, do you feel like your screen time is not at a place that like you would like? And the majority of respondents said that they were unhappy with how much screen time they, like that was a goal of theirs to bring their screen time down. And it's not that I disagree with that, but I do think that if it's kind of like making friends with the problem, right? If this is going to be, if you have to be in front of a screen regardless and you're going to be tempted and it's something that's a little bit hard to escape, especially when it is woven into your life or your job. I mean, like, yeah, it's in many ways sometimes it's, or just getting around or navigating through life. You have, you have to like use the apps, you have to um, communicate with people. Like it's just, it's a part of us now. And I think because of that, it's so important to be mindful about how you consume content. And I've said this for a while. Actually, I I reposted one of um, Gabby's guides. Gabby is uh, Sai Swoon on Instagram. Legendary account, legendary person. Um, so influential in so many ways. A thought leader, a uh, like the way that she communicates her understanding of the world and the way she leverages technology and like, I don't know. She's just, she's a, she's a force for sure. She posted a, um, like a little guide to how to, how to use Instagram. What is it actually? Let me see if I can pull it up. It's definitely on my feed. 
Okay, yeah, how to have a positive experience on Instagram. Click and browse mindfully. The algorithm is designed to watch your every move and show you more of what you're already looking at. If you keep looking at your ex's page, you will naturally see content related to them over and over again. This is just how the app is designed. Alternatively, if you intentionally look at positive, inspiring content, you will naturally receive more of it. Be mindful with your clicks and scrolls and make the algorithm work in your favor. Damn. I reposted this in 2019. I've been following Gabby for like a hot minute. She's so great. Decide if you're promoting yourself or just on it for friends. If you're not trying to be a public figure or sell your work, there's no need to stress about branding yourself. The people who are making you feel pressure to pay extra care to what you post are people who are using the platform for work and opportunities where a consistent and calculated presence is a plus. If you're using the platform to casually keep up with friends and share yourself, branding isn't necessary. Decide which path you're on and commit to it. Knowing your audience and your purpose will rid you of the existential tension felt about what it means to be a person on social media. It's an amazing post and I think it just, it really speaks to the fact that you can, you have control over your social media consumption experience. And if you keep engaging with the just, the content that does not serve your highest purpose, if you're engaging with that too much, it's going to show you more of it, especially if it like, yeah, like anything that's just unproductive. And there is a time and a space for the unproductive content. I'm not like saying that there isn't, um, that you have to just like only be doing things that are productive. Not at all. But what I do is I put all of the fun, unproductive content on a separate account so that when I log into Instagram, which is just, it's more than a content app. It's also a place to keep up with your friends and family and um, brands and it's like a way to observe the way the world is changing news like so much and so I would rather have that be as quality of an experience as possible because I have to be on it and I don't want to be presented with distractions so I keep all of that on a separate account and when I want to go watch that I watch it but it's a controlled experience it's not like I don't feel like when I go on Instagram it's an unpredictable experience because I have trained the algorithm by what I engage with and I just think it's really important to be mindful of what posts you're liking which posts you're commenting on which posts you're sharing like every single decision you make is being um, calculated into the algorithm that makes up your feed, that makes up your FYP. Same, and, and TikTok has a really, really detailed algorithm where I'm pretty sure like my For You page knows <laughs> how I'm feeling because based on like what's going on in my life I will like I'll see a for you page that's tailored to that I I can notice like if you pay attention to 
not just what you're consuming, but how you're consuming it. There are a lot of, um, there are a lot of things that like you just don't notice and then you become aware of. And again, like in the same sense where, you know how you get that question of, do you want the browser to track your activity to get a more tailored advertising experience? And you have the option of choosing yes or no, right? I choose, yeah, I want a tailored advert. Why? I would rather see, if I'm going to see advertisements, I'd rather see stuff that I would potentially like more based off of information about me. I really just don't feel like I have much to lose. And why would I choose a shopping exp- like why would I go to a mall where I don't know if I'm going to like everything versus another mall that I know for sure knows enough about me to recommend exactly what I'd want huh yeah take my information what is that like crazy I just feel like to trade information for convenience we do it all the time and I just don't understand really, personally, I don't understand the paranoia around data privacy. But maybe that's also because I just know there's there's no choice. I'm, my, <laughs> regardless of what I'm consenting to, I'm pretty sure all of my data is being used regardless. So I would rather benefit from it. And... In the same sense where I would prefer a tailored advertising experience over a randomized advertising experience, um, you can do the same with your, with your social media feeds where if you are mindful about how you consume, you can use it to your advantage. And so your feed will show you fucking a bomb post like that first thing. I love you algorithm. Like imagine that not sh- like that existing and me not knowing it existed. That would suck. I would hate that. Um yeah, so be mindful about what you consume because it's already taking just basically leverage what you know you have to deal with anyway for your highest benefit. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to talk about today is making friends with procrastination. Huh. I feel like this whole episode is just like making friends with the things, with the bad things that are going to be there regardless. Why resist? Why fight? Why not befriend? And love is the answer, you guys. Love is fucking always the answer. Love is the answer to all. I really need to take a sip of water. Excuse me. Okay, so procrastination is something I literally have dealt with my whole entire life 
to this day, okay? And I realized, I made a TikTok last week where I had an epiphany. I was like, the reason why I procrastinate is because I hate the idea of not knowing how to do something. But the problem is that you can't know how to do something until you try doing something and learn through your experience of doing it. Like, no one becomes a professional overnight. Yes, there are certain gifts that you can possess, but I think those gifts are more like seeds that you are able to cultivate. But you can't just like go from seed to tree without like the sprouting, like the building the roots, the whole process. You have to go through the process. And sometimes I think something that perfectionists struggle with or people who struggle with perfectionism is that going through a process is is not something that can be perfect it's just not like you have to mess up in order to fill in that gap and learn the lesson and build your foundation so that you can get to a point of being an expert or being a professional or being uh, whatever. And I felt like I wish I knew that sooner, but it's okay because I know it now. And I really, really do trust and believe that the timing of everything is so perfect. I keep receiving confirmation that it's true and it's such a beautiful belief to return to like at all times I am like I am in perfect time and sometimes remembering that removes some of the anxiety or stress that can prevent you from moving forward like all you have to do is just move forward there's a quote I love by Rumi it says when you walk the path the path appears you just have to walk and um, and procrastination can sometimes just be a symptom of that stress and anxiety and this um, this article that I read it was like a psychology today article by Britt Frank um, what did it say it said that there's two different types of procrastination And I thought this was interesting. I actually, I thought there was like a lot of good nuggets in this article. So I don't know how much I agree with these two different types of procrastination because one of the lines was like a little bit confusing. But okay, the first is parasympathetic nervous system procrastination. Your your parasympathetic nervous system is the brake pedal of your body. You need it to slow you down relax and digest your food but if your parasympathetic nervous system perceives danger you might feel exhaustion muscle fatigue glued to your screen locked on your couch sluggish and forgetful you may feel a sense of heaviness or dread or you may struggle to make decisions this is known as a freeze response this i i have experienced before oh my gosh especially when (laughs) when i was studying for the bar exam like my body would shut down because it didn't want to experience the stress of studying 
for for the bar it was just so the opposite of what I wanted to do and but I had to like convince myself it was something I wanted to do and that's kind of what you have you just have to reframe things anyway um, the solution to a freeze response is to upregulate. Upregulation techniques include letting your eyes slowly wander around a room, gentle stretching, and accessing anger in a safe and contained way. That's the line where I was like, what? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Accessing anger in a safe and contained way. What? <laughs> you do you want me to pick a fight with my man? Like, <laughs> or like, what? Like, that, I was just like, Britt, what do you mean? What are you saying? Um, but the other part, I was like, okay, wait, number two is sympathetic nervous system procrastination. So this is not parasympathetic. This is just sympathetic. So it says your sympathetic nervous system is the gas pedal of your body. You need it to feel energized, to mobilize, and to get out of bed when it's cold. When your sympathetic nervous system perceives a threat, you might experience racing thoughts, productive procrastination, aka doing everything on your list except the one thing you really need to be doing, felt, not being able to relax, restlessness, irritability, and elevated heart rate. This is known as a fight or flight response. The solution to a fight or flight response is to downregulate. Downregulation techniques include jumping, pushing or pulling, laying on the ground, and making extended eye contact with someone you trust. The Brit, your prescriptions are like a little out there, but I'm kind of like here for it because I definitely resonate with also productive procrastination, sympathetic nervous system procrastination. I there was a time where like I would just help my friends with their errands or the things that they needed to do just to avoid like writing a paper all the time. Oh my God, I did that all the time. And I would tell my friends too. They'd be like, Delara, like you're so nice. Like you don't need to do this. Like you don't need to like help me with this. And I was like, I know, but I'm procrastinating. So just like, let me at least be a productive procrastinator. But the annoying thing is like, I wish I was a productive procrastinator for like my own things. And I was to do like, sometimes I would focus on like home improvement projects instead of an assignment or, um, or working out even like just doing something else Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as these, first of all, the fact that these are called down regulation techniques and the first thing is like jumping or pushing and pulling, like you would think a down regulation technique would be like winding down. That's <laughs> my first thought. But well, I guess there's laying on the ground. It's just so interesting. I want to try these. I want to try these. And then she says pushing or pulling, but like pushing or pulling what is my question? I totally forgot. I've been wearing sunglasses the entire time I've been recording this. I definitely need to start um, recording these podcasts um, on my camera and putting them on YouTube so that for the YouTube girlies to enjoy um, and also so you can like kind of see my expression and my mood, me in her mood, like damn, she in her mood, like damn, you know, like you could have seen that on video, 
and you didn't. You just heard it, and it probably sounded weird. Speaking of things sounding weird, I found this account on um, on Instagram, and it's this little girl singing, and it's like, it's objectively, it's bad, but it's almost like addicting. And I think her name is like Sailor or something. She's like really popping off. Like her videos are popping off. And, but she's so happy, like singing, like just poorly. And it's so beautiful to just watch someone really not give a fuck. And the comments are so like, they're all, all the comments are like, this girl, like they keep saying double and pass it to the next person. Or like, what is this? Or like, girl, no, or whatever. But she brings me so much joy and she also has like a lot of fans. Um, Why am I bringing this up? Because, oh yeah. Well, a couple of things. I wonder like, well, I just hope like her parent is not like, like not, exploiting her in a way because well I just I want to know how much she's I want to know everyone's intentions here but also I just feel like it's so inspirational to see someone singing for the sake of singing and like not wanting to sound good I guess my my question is does she how much of this is intentional yeah what is everyone's intentions um I love her though I really like I really like her videos the first one I saw was like, whoa. <laughs> she's the, she's cool. I really like her her like energy. Um so yeah, so two different kinds of procrastination. And the other the other things that I really liked in the article was this one line it said a micro yes that moves you forward is preferable to a macro step untaken. That's a bar. A micro yes that moves you forward is preferable to a macro step untaken. Very like James Clear. And it's, yeah, like it's not a novel thought, but sometimes communicating a thought in a novel way is, I mean, isn't that everything? I mean, is there even such thing as an original thought? Or when you think about music, yeah, did I talk about this? In another entry, there was a line in A Star is Born where, yeah, the brother, he was like, music is just the distance between 12 notes. Like, and the way that you see the distance between the 12 notes is what makes you special. And I think that's really like all everything is. It's just all the way that we interpret the world. But not... But what's new and what's original? Everything's just a reinterpretation of something else, right? There was another um, line in the article. It said, don't ask why you're stuck. You don't need to know why to get moving. I love that because I feel like the question, like, why am I so tired? Why am I so, like, whatever? It's, don't dwell on that question. First of all, you should be journaling. And that's probably the best way to get to your answer of why you're feeling the way you're feeling because you can just look at the patterns and see what have I been doing different for as long as I have been feeling these feelings of 
lethargy. Is that how you pronounce L-E-T-H-A-R-G-Y? There's a lot of words that I don't know how to pronounce or I mispronounce because I learned them through reading. So I don't fucking know how it's pronounced. And I don't feel any shame around it either. Like when I pronounce things wrong or even when I think pronounce things wrong in Farsi. Well, actually in Farsi, I like just really butcher shit, but it's funny. And I, my parents think it's funny. And if I can make my parents laugh, pff, that's worth everything. <laughs> I think it's so funny. Um, yeah, don't ask why you're stuck. You don't need to know why to get moving. Facts. Um, where did I find this? I also found another article by this author, Paul Graham, who I really rock with because listen to these quotes. He said, there are an infinite number of things you could be doing. No matter what you work on, you're not working on everything else. So the question is not how to avoid procrastination, but how to procrastinate well. Yes, that's what I'm saying. He says, when I think of the people I know who've done great things, I don't imagine them dutifully crossing items off to-do lists. I imagine them sneaking off to do work on some new idea. And sorry, that's a little bit out of context, but what he was talking about was that like, Sometimes procrastination can be a good thing when the things you're procrastinating on doing are like kind of errandy things that are not aligned like with your true purpose. Like if you are struck with inspiration, you should follow that through, even if that means having to put something less important off. And I think what he's getting at here is to use prioritization and like real prioritization when considering what, you know, deserves priority and what you can what can wait and what's bad procrastination is when you procrastinate on the important stuff he asks the question what's the best thing you could be working on and why aren't you most people will shy away from this question i shy away from it myself i see it there on the page and quickly move on to the next sentence Hamming used to go around and actually ask people this, and it didn't make him popular, but it's a question anyone ambitious should face. So well said. What's the question? What's the best thing you could be working on, and why aren't you? It's a good question. It's a really good question, and one I think everyone has to ask themselves, not just ambitious people. I, it, it, and if it makes you uncomfortable, that's okay but it's still worth answering. He says, I think the way to solve the problem of procrastination is to let delight pull you instead of making a to-do list push you. <sighs> Work on an ambitious project you really enjoy and sail as close to the wind as you can and you'll leave the right things undone. Beautiful. Paul Graham, you're a ledge. Um, yeah. I am going to take that into my next week because it's so important. It's so important to, to remember what's important and to not allow yourself to get in your own way. Like get out of your own way and think about what you really want to do and do it and I'm gonna 
you know, try to lead by example. And that's kind of like, that's kind of just been like my life experience. Just procrastination has been in the room with me through every experience I have ever gone through. Every single one. And I think for a long time I resisted the procrastination and I'm really excited to meet the version of myself that befriends procrastination and and what that will do to the way that I move through life and how my reality will be reflected back at me. It's a cool time to be alive. It's a cool, cool time to be alive. And I just feel so grateful, so beyond grateful. And yeah, so fucking beyond grateful. And I'm wishing you nothing but beautiful, positive, gorgeous vibes. Don't forget you're a very bad bitch. And just, I need you to act like it. You were born a bad bitch. Like, you don't have to do anything to be a bad bitch. You just are a bad bitch. Act like it. You are a bad bitch. Get in touch with what you really want and claim it because it's yours. Love you. Bye.